Amen. Find somebody to high five and just tell them that you're glad that they're here. Smile at them real big to the point that it just embarrasses them just a little bit. And let them know that you're glad that they are here. All right. All right. I want to get into the word. Don't, don't, don't shake hands too long. Some people don't want you to shake their hand too long. They, they'd rather fist bump, you know, because some people carry sanitizer because they don't like to. <laughs> anyway, man, well, it's a new year. And like I said, I'm excited to, to, to share this first message and begin this series um, that really is birthed out of my personal uh, prayer life and personal things that God has been dealing with me on. So we're really going to be in the, the, the big picture vein of this series probably for most of the year because he's impressed on my, part, my heart the importance of us walking in wholeness and walking in health for the total person. And so we, this, is, this is your year. I believe it's your year. It's your year to walk in the completeness and fullness. How many of you have ever felt like, you know, things are okay in my life or things are not kind of the way that I want them to be? I feel like I, I'm, I'm missing something. It's not that it's bad, but I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a piece missing or there's something missing. And I don't believe that when we deal with God and that when we deal with his word that he wants um, anything missing. He wants us to be totally whole. Somebody say this with me. Say, nothing missing, nothing lacking, totally whole. See, that's what he wants us to really walk in in our lives. How many of you can have everything that this world says that, that um, is a mark of success, but if you're missing the one thing that your heart truly longs for, there's, there's, a, there's a void there that can only be filled by God and his word and his promises. So we're going to get into this and we're going to be talking about different aspects of, of what it means to be totally healthy as a, as a human and as a person. But we're going to start where God starts and we're going to start with being spiritually healthy. I know that there's some things that we desire, um, all of us, if we're honest in our lives, we desire um, materially, we desire relationally, we desire um, some things and there's nothing wrong with desire. The word of God says if we desire um, if, if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. But I want us to start with really where God starts, and that's with being spiritually healthy. Because I believe that if we're spiritual health, spiritually healthy, everything else will follow. How many of you know that there's things that God wants to do in your life, but sometimes we have to release some of the baggage that we've been carrying? I'm going right in this year. I'm not, I'm not like trying to prep you for anything. I'm going right in. As they say, I'm going for the jugular this year because there's some stuff that some of us have carried and because we carry it in if you can imagine yourself carrying a big garbage bag you're carrying a big garbage can it makes it impossible for you to hold what God is actually trying to put into your life and into into your heart so we got to release something so that we can receive all that God has for us. For some of you, I've got to finally let go of that unforgiveness that I've had in my heart for years. For some of us, I've got to let go of that fear. I've got to let go of that anxiety. I've got to let go of that bitterness because I'm carrying something that's keeping me from seeing what God is trying to do in your life. Have you ever been there or is it just me? Where, where I got offended or I got bitter or I got hurt and that hurt wounded me so much that I was blinded to what God actually wanted to do in my life. You know, I actually believed that because one person wronged me, I couldn't trust anyone. Anybody in this church today? I mean, where, where, where somebody just did me wrong, they betrayed me because they did that. I can't receive the good that he's trying to bring through other people. Look at somebody and say, let it go. Sometimes you just got to let it go without an apology. You got to let it go without... Um, someone asking you forgiveness, not because 
they were right, but you got to let it go so you can get what God has for you. And I, so as I was praying, I said, I don't want to go another year and not get every single thing that God has for me spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, and financially. Can we say amen? We got to get real here because we come in church and we act like we don't want some things. It's quiet. But we come in here, we act like we don't want to be relationally whole or emotionally stable or spiritually well. But we need all of these things. We don't want people to get a different version of us every time they meet us. And the only way to do that is to be whole. So we, we're focusing really on having three things, having a kingdom message, a kingdom mindset, and a kingdom mission. I believe if we have a kingdom message, a kingdom mindset, and a kingdom vision, then it will help us and propel us into being spiritually healthy. I want you to repeat after me and say this. Say, if you start right, you can finish well. I don't want you to miss the gravity of that statement. Because I'm not being, many people are not big on having so-called New Year's resolutions and, and things that we promise ourselves we're going to do that by February we've completely cast off and thrown in the garbage. But we need to come to this place of realizing that in this first Sunday of the year that God has positioned me right now to forget everything that used to be, forget everything that was, forget even some of the tests and the trials and the struggles that I've had and say, God, I know what I've been through, but I want to start well, so I want to start right so that I can finish well. And, and, and what I found is that we can get so used to rehearsing what we've been through that we just live there. You got to have some people that you can talk to about your past and talk to about what you've walked through, but at some point you got to stop hitting rewind on where you've been. And people get mad at you when you say that because you don't understand my struggle. You don't, you don't want to hear about my struggle. It's not that I don't want to hear about your struggle, but I don't want us to celebrate your struggle and miss what God wants to do in your future. And so we want to be spiritually whole and spiritually healthy. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says this. It says, the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's innermost being. And so I want to just, just deal with the scripture for a minute and, and teach this for a minute because some of us make judgments about ourselves. We make judgments about people on what we see on the outside. And so we think that somebody is right with God. We think they have a spiritually healthy relationship solely based on what we see on the outside. How many of you know you can have it all together on the outside and be jacked up on the inside? You, you, you can smile and, and, and if people don't know you, they can't see past your smile and realize that you're sick on the inside. And it's not a criticism. It's just that means that there's some things on the inside that have not been healed yet. And I've been able to, to, to adapt and hide them with my smile. You, you've met them. They know how to say it. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm walking in the blessing of the Lord. But on the inside, they're dealing with turmoil. And so you need someone in your life who has some spiritual sensitivity that says, you know, I realize God can shine a light on that spirit on the inside that's really directing people. Because you're not directed by the outside. You're directed by what's going on on the inside. What's going on the inside is what keeps you from walking in joy or allows you to walk in joy. What's going on in the inside allows you to walk in happiness or keeps you from walking in happiness. What's going on the inside uh, dictates, whether you like it or not, how you deal with other people. 
And so what happens is if the inside is wrong and if, if, if I'm carrying all the hurts of my past and all the struggles of my past and all the mistakes of my past, I begin to deal with you based on what I've been through. Do you understand the danger of that? That means that you can mean me well, but I treat you like everybody else who meant bad for me. And I close the door on the blessing you were meant to be because I can't let go of the hurt that I've been through. And so we've got to at some point say, you know what, I'm going to call this what it is. This, is. this is what my past has been like. This is who I was. But now I'm shining a light on it and saying, God, take this from me so I can walk in everything that you have for me and be spiritually healthy. Say spiritually healthy. How many of you believe it's God's desire for you to be well? See, you got to start there because some of us even have a wrong idea of, 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 of God. And I'll show you what I mean. I say to you, God is my father. And that means an amazing thing to me, but it may not be amazing to you based on how your father treated you. you am I getting too personal yet? Good. You see, what happens is this, is, is, is so we hear these terms that the Bible talks about. He's my father. He, he means well for me. He means the best for me. And you have a struggle believing it because your father or my father may not have meant the best and done the best by me. And so I've got to get back into the word and see what the word says about father, that he sees my needs before I have them. He, he can heal my hurts. He forgives my sins. And when I internalize that and when I, I get it engrafted on my heart, then my spirit can begin to be well again. And I can be, begin to relate to you properly. But I've got to believe that God wants me to be well. Scripture says this in 3 John uh, chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, say all things, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Well, I want to, let's pick this apart and look at it from the Amplified for a second. It says, beloved, I pray that in every way, say every way, you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. So here's the parallel that God is showing us on this first Sunday in the new year. He's saying that I need you to be spiritually well so that you can physically be in alignment with what's going on spiritually. Is that, is that too deep or we, we got it? So spiritually, if you're, you're lined up right, your mind and your body will begin to follow eventually. But sometimes we deal with the wrong thing first. How do you know? Let me, let me get real funny because some of y'all been around people like this. This is, have you ever been around somebody that tries to spray deodorant on a body that has not been showered? And so what happens is, what happens, y'all been there, and some of y'all are like, yeah, that was me, let me. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I, I've been there, you know, I just got through working out or something, and somebody wants to be right up on you, say, how you doing? <laughs> some people don't care. Give me a hug. <laughs> and you try to smile, but you're like. <sighs> a real funny illustration of what happens sometimes, though, spiritually, just like that physically, what we try and do is we try to deal with the outside first, and it's just like spraying deodorant on something that haven't been fixed yet. It kind of smells like it should be all right, <laughs> but then you're like, there's something kind of off about that. It was Old Spice, sort of. <laughs> Back in the day, it was brute. <laughs> Y'all too young to remember that. <laughs> if you're really old, it was Mitchum. 
No, but my point is this, is we've got to deal with the right things first. And so, you know, when we deal with the spiritual aspect, then when we get the outside right, we don't have a funny smell trying to figure out where it is. You know where I'm coming from? I pray that you will prosper physically just as I know your soul prosper spiritually. But we have to understand because even in our time recently, the word prosper has gotten a wrong, um, I think, can been communicated in extremes. It's been communicated sometimes wrong. But the word prosper simply means this. It seems to succeed, to make progress, and to move forward. So here, before you criticize somebody saying the word prosper, how many of you be honest and say, I want to succeed, I want to progress, and I want to move forward. There's some things right now that you're praying about and you're saying, Lord, help me succeed, help me progress, help me move forward. Well, the first thing you got to do is get in your mind and realize he wants me to. We don't serve a God that just wants us to be comfortable in our struggle and our suffering all the time. There's a seasons and periods of suffering that prove the character in our lives. Don't get me wrong. We're all going to go through some things. Raise your hand if you've been through something. Raise, through your hand, raise your hand if you've been through something in the past 30 days. See, so there are going to be seasons that we deal with things and we deal with adversity. And here's the reality. The reality is how we respond to them is going to be based on how healthy we are on the inside. Because how many of you know you could have so much stuff bottled up that you've been through and you don't say anything to anybody. And then somebody who just says, hey, how are you doing? You blow up on that person because they poked you at just the right time. This is why it's important for us to really dig in in this year. Don't, don't get to June and say, okay, now I got to deal with this stuff going on in my heart. No, you got to deal with this stuff now. We got to say, you know what? This is what I've experienced. This is kind of how my 19 went. I had some things that I was believing God for. They happened. I had some other things that I was believing him to do. They didn't happen. Um, I thought this was going to be my year that this happened. You know how we got, you got all kinds of things that happen. People come up with slogans at the end of the year. It's a bunch of people talking about, man, I'm going to have plenty in 2020. You know. And I'm like, first thing we got to realize is, is prosperity. And if that's your slogan for your family, you go with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying we got all kinds of things, and we got to get past the slogan and actually obey so that we can walk in what we're, what we're claiming. But here's, here's my point. In order to progress, in order to succeed, in order to walk in everything that God has for us, we have to believe that he wants that for our life, that he wants best for my life regardless of what I've done, what I've been through, the mistakes that I've made. And then I've got to make a decision that my blessing is not dictated by a calendar, but it's dictated by revelation and truth. See, we, we talk about, man, 2020 is my season. Really, your season will change when your understanding of God changes. Your season will change when you, you, you ever read the Bible or you get that verse and like, now I got it. Your season just changed. It, it changed when it clicked on the inside that, that, for example, I'll give you an example. When we read Psalm 23 where it says, the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. When you get the revelation that David wrote that at the end of his life, so he wasn't writing from a position of name it and claim it, but he was writing from a position of walked in it and experienced it, then it clicks it. Wait a minute. I've walked this journey my entire life. I lack nothing. Revelation happened. So all the stuff that you feel inside that you're missing, you feel inside that, that you have a void, I'm here to tell you, if you just get a hold of Jesus, he'll fill every void that you have. Some of the stuff, we're disappointed because we're looking for man to do something that only God can do. We're looking for, for man to fill something and be something that only God can be. 
God wants us healthy in every aspect of our lives. He wants us healthy in every aspect of our lives. Let's see what the scripture says. It says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. You ever seen somebody that looked like they were baptized in lemon juice? You know, they don't ever smile. They're always upset about something. And, and, and the thing is, is that you, I don't criticize it. The challenge, here's the challenge with people like that, is they haven't dealt with stuff on the inside. It isn't that there's anything wrong with them. It's that what is going on on the inside is, is it's just like having, imagine a bottle of grape juice with the cap open. When you squeeze it, what's coming out? Grape juice, every single time. No matter if you say there's, there's Kool-Aid in there, if you say there's lemonade in there, you say whatever, if you squeeze it, what is on the inside is coming out. And so the same thing happens in the lives of people who haven't dealt with what's going on, on the inside. The world, life, struggle, squeeze them, and their grape juice is coming out. So we got to deal with that and just be honest and say, no, it's not, it's not everything around me. It's not what everybody's doing. It's stuff on the inside that I got to deal with. Bible can't lie. A happy heart makes the face cheerful. It also says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine. Some, it says, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So here's the thing. You ever had a good belly laugh? Something that, that, that was so funny you just couldn't stop laughing. Nobody? Y'all know? Oh, okay. No, I mean, one of those things, somebody said something just at the right time, and you, the right, it just, it was a perfect connection, and you just couldn't stop laughing to the point of tears. And great. Um, I watched a movie once, and yes, I'm saved, even though I watch movies. That's old school church people know what I mean by that. But um, there was this silly movie, um, and there was a part where this guy was riding a bicycle, he fell down the mountain. And the, the clip just going on for like five minutes of him falling. And I don't know why this was so funny for me, but I laughed for like 15 minutes. And I felt so much better after. And I realized this, is that some of us, we don't need what we think we need. Sometimes we just need a smile. We need a laugh. We need an encouraging word that will help heal our hearts. Uh, we think that we many times we, we, we're searching and asking for man to do something we really don't need. Sometimes we just need a little boost to keep on going. A cheerful heart does good, is good medicine, but a crushed spirit, same thing. Just like we talk about happiness. When you're crushed, it's hard to hide it. When you're crushed and, and when your heart has been ripped to shreds and broken, it, it's hard to hide it. And the, the disservice that some churches, without being criticism, some Christians have done is we tell you Act like you haven't been through something. We, we, we tell you, just get over it. And, and, and I understand what's meant by that, but there's a moment in our lives, if we're going to be spiritual healthy, that we have to be honest and say, this is the reason I have a bad attitude. This is the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the way I am. This is the reason that I'm having a hard time being motivated and positive and enthusiastic. And when we can say the words and be honest and say, look, I'm just having a struggle in my faith right now. When we get real, watch this, we can get healed. That's not in the notes, but you should probably write that. It's important. When we get real, we can get healed. Some of us, and this is my intention to get a little bit personal today. Some of us have been messed over by so many people, it's hard for us to get back up again. 
And it takes a long time when people in your life who should be there for you, who should do right by you, who should encourage you, continually mess over you for you to feel like you have worth, come on, and have value. And so you need some people around you. You don't need a lot of them. You just need to get some people around you. Say, you know what? You, 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 you have purpose. You have worth. You have value. God put something on the inside of you. He wants to use you. It doesn't stop here. Don't give up. Don't quit. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes, watch this, people, people like that will get on your nerves. I'm just going to be honest with you. They, they will. Uh, so if you're my friend, I, I already listen. I, this is a disclaimer. If you, if you are remotely close to me, I promise you I'm going to get on your nerves. I, I pro- it's, it's, a, it's a money back guarantee. I promise you when you want to be in the pit, I'm going to say, get up. God has purpose for you. I'm tired of hearing about that pastor talking about he have a purpose for my life. I don't see a purpose. I don't know a purpose. Shut up. <laughs> you don't say it to me, but when you get up, when you stop the text or the phone call, you'll be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it doesn't bother me because when I see you again, I'm going to smile and say, God has a purpose for you. <laughs> Watch this. When you mess up and you think that you forfeited that purpose, Guess who's going to be right there knocking on you? Hey, I know you messed up. God still has a purpose for you. Still has a destiny for you. Why? You actually believe that your mistakes surprised God? You really think that he, when you did this or that, whatever your this or that is, you know we all got that stuff we don't tell people about? When we send our representative out, it's that one, yeah, you look real spiritual, but God knows it's that thing. Even that thing, God didn't say, hey, oh my gosh, I can't believe Brother Des did this. (laughs) No, he was waiting patiently with mercy and grace, and then he sent that annoying pastor to say, Brother Des, still got purpose on you. (laughs) A good friend. Watch this. You, you don't really have a good friend if they don't get on your nerves sometimes. Because God puts people in your life to agitate your purpose. Because some of us, as long as we have people in our lives who keep us comfortable, we'll never move. So you need somebody to watch this. You need a pastor to provoke you sometimes. And and I'm fully transparent and honest with you that sometimes I'm going to take this microphone and I'm going to provoke you. Say, no, you can't stay in that because God has too much invested in you. Jesus died on the cross. He thought that your life was worth the blood of Jesus, so you can't give up now. I know you're tired. I know you're struggling. I know you want to give up. But here's that annoying pastor. Don't quit because God still has something for you. In order to have a spiritually have a healthy spiritual life, we must have healthy hearts. We already talked about that. So our heart, um, God talks a lot about the heart. And the scripture's not in it, but he says, he says, guard your heart because from it comes the issues of life or the affairs of life. So we've got to deal with our hearts and make sure our hearts are in the right condition so that because everything else follows, it affects how you deal with people, how you talk with people, how you go on your job and act, how you relate with other people is all connected to your heart. If we're to succeed and prosper in our lives, we have to do it according to God's plan. And this is really where, it's not in the notes, but jot this down. Um, We got to do three three things. We got to read it, 
we got to speak it, we got to do it. With the word of God, we got to read it, we got to speak it, we got to do it. We have to read it, we have to speak it, we have to do it. Why are you saying this, Pastor? I was sharing with someone that one of my biggest struggles and fears as a pastor is to, say, to see people hit a calendar year and continue to do the same thing they've always done and expect a different result. You know, sometimes there's things we got to say, you know what, I did this this way. I did it my way. Got any my way folk in there? There's some stuff I did my way uh, many times and it just didn't, you know, it, it can't work. But when we say, you know what, God, I'll do it your way, something can turn around. Maybe not immediately, but always eventually when we do it God's way, um, it'll turn around. How do you know that? How can you say that from the word of God, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Proverbs 2.7. He holds success in store for the upright. Who holds success? God holds it. That thing many of us chase, that thing we're, we're after, success is held in the hands of God, which means that we've got to, in order to get it, we've got to do something that causes him to watch this, release what he has in his hand. If he's holding success, if, if I'm holding something, watch this, let's get real practical. If I'm holding something you want, there's something that you got to do to get me to release it, correct? And see, some of us think that we can, if it was me, some of us, you would come and you would try to twist my arm and twist and twist and twist. In a human aspect, because I'm weak, eventually I might release it and you take it by force. But with God, it's much different. Who's going to get God to release something that he doesn't want to release? But if you submit and say, God, I'll do what it takes to get you to release what you have in your hand for me. He says, you know what? I love you so much. You've positioned yourself properly. Peace. Here you go. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Focus on me, daughter. Focus on me, son. I'll release peace. When you do that, he says, Phew. is this making sense to anybody? He, if he holds it, if, if God holds it in his hand, we've got to get an alignment to where he can release it into our lives. We're almost done, really. I usually say that, but we actually are almost done. Ephesians 1, verse 3. And I'm purposely not saying a lot today because I want you to get the points that I'm making. Uh, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every material blessing in Christ. Somebody called it. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Spiritually healthy. This is where he starts. God says, you know what? In Christ, I've given you everything that you need spiritually to be everything that I called you to be, to do everything that I called you to do, to have everything that I called you to have, I've already done it for you. I've already made a way. I've already made provision for everything you will need spiritually. So if that's the case, Pastor, and you say to me, God has made provision for everything. I have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Praise God. I have everything spiritual. I have it. If that's the case, what's the problem? Why have I gone years without tapping in to what God has for me. You ever sat in church and said, I heard what the preacher said, I heard what the, I know what the Bible says, but I just don't feel like I've actually taken hold of what he promised. I know God promises me peace and joy and abundance and all these things, but why don't I, why don't I have it? I, I, I feel like I've tried to do everything, why don't I have it? Well, we often pray for what God has already given us. 
We often pray for God to give us what we already have and do more than he's already done. So we've got to change our posture in prayer sometimes because we almost pray from a begging standpoint as if God is going to do something else. The reality is, is we've got to find out in his word what he's already done. If I need peace, I got to find out what his word says about how to have it. If I need healing, I got to find out what his word says about how to have it. If I need abundance, I've got to go to the word. And the thing is, watch this. Before we even pray as a, corporately and worship and go out, I need you to understand this because some of y'all are going to deal with this before you walk out this door. Once you find out what God said about something, the opinion of man does not matter. Let me go over here. Once you find out what God's word says about something, the opinion of man does not matter. And this is where we get messed up sometimes in our walk with God and our walk with the Lord. We get messed up because we find out what God said about peace, about joy, about abundance, about being healthy. And then we listen to Jim Bob down the road who's got an opinion. I got a cousin called Jim, Junebug. I think everybody has a cousin called Junebug. But my point is this, is, is we know God said this, Jesus said this, Jesus promised this, and sometimes the wrong, the wrong phone call will cost you your promise. The wrong text. Some, some people, you, you need to go home today and lose their phone number. Before this, you even get started. Just need to lose it. Don't call me. Block their number. They'll get that message. Um, there's a problem completing your call. <laughs> when the enemy comes knocking on your door, when the enemy rings your phone, he needs to get that message because you put the block sign on. Am I talking to anybody in here? Anybody with some visions and some dreams and some goals for this year? Anybody who desires for their 20 to be better than their 19? If you do, let's get spiritually healthy again. Let's put God at the center of our life again. Let's make sure that he's first and not only that he's first, that he's everything. Let's make sure not only that he's up at the top of the list, but that he is the list. Don't be content. I don't know who I'm talking to, but don't be content to just come in church and not know God and not have an encounter with Jesus. So here it is. All I've said. Here's, here's, here's the summary. Our problem is not possession but access. It's not that we don't have it. It's not that God hasn't given it to us but we have not learned how to access what he has for us. I want you to stand if you're physically able. We're going to worship and pray. Bow your head if you... It's always strange for pastors to say bow their head because you know you're going to have that one person peeking around. For years I was that person. But here's my, here's my point. As, you, as we pray, as your head is bowed, I want you to really just think about a couple things. I want you to think about what, is there a thing, is there a word that God has given me for my year? Is there something that he wants me to focus on? Is there things that I, um, I need to leave behind so that I can be spiritually healthy again and be whole again? And I want you to get a picture of that in your mind. For some of you, it, it's fear. Literally, you are, you, you are gripped with paralyzing fear. For some of us, it's anxiety. For some of us, it's literally 
our expectation grows and then something happens and it's like it's gone just like that. The enemy tries to steal expectation from us. For some of us, and don't look at any of these things that I'm naming now. Don't look at them as a criticism on you. It's not. What it is is there's things that we've all had different experiences in our life. We've all had different things that we've gone through that contribute to where we are right now. But I want to tell you where, where, where you are is not where you have to be and where you have to stay. Um, your present circumstance doesn't have to be a permanent one. And so as you get that in your hand and say, this is the thing. Watch this. That's clouding my heart. It's clouding my mind right now. I, I just need God to do this. I, 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 I sort of trust him. I sort of believe him. But I've got to cross that barrier in my life and really see him move in my lives. For some of you, it's, it may be a tangible thing that you need to lay hold on, the things you've been believing God for. And you're like, but I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if he's going to bring it through. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't measure up. God never called you to measure up in order for him to do something for you, just so you know. And if you be honest and say, I have a word, I have something on the altar, there's something I need God to do. If you be honest, nobody's looking around and say, that's me. I want you to lift your hand right now all over the room. That's you. I have something. I, there's something I'm believing him to do this year. Something I'm believing him to do this month. Something I'm believing him to do this week, today. <laughs> that's you. Amen. I see you. I see you. We're going to pray in a minute and worship in a minute. But I want you to know that whatever you've been through, God is able to change your atmosphere. He's able to change what you're used to. You're used to getting a no. You're used to having doors slammed in your face. You're used to being let down and disappointed. I'm here to tell you that that atmosphere can change. Change your disappointment to expectation. Change your discouragement to encouragement. Some of you, you have doctor's appointments this week. You have different things that just need God to do it. I don't know what it is, but many of you are dealing with different things. This is your year. This is your year to see a turnaround if you'll just submit to God. And so as we sing this song, I want you to sing it by faith. I want you to worship. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray and we'll dismiss. But sing it as an act of faith and worship and trust God to move in your life. While your head is bowed, every eye closed, I just want you to lift your hands just as an act of surrender and receiving what God has for you. We're going to pray together in a minute, but I want to say this to somebody. I just feel so strongly. The decision you make today, there's a decision you're wrestling with, you're struggling with. The decision you make today is going to affect you for the rest of your year and the rest of your life. So if it's a decision to forgive, forgive today. It's a decision to give something today, give it today. If it's a decision to not walk in bitterness, do it today. If it's a decision to, and this is, I don't do this. I don't do this all the time, but, but some people, there's a stigma. There's this stigma in the church that if you go talk to somebody, you'll go see a therapist, there's something wrong with you. Some of you need to make a decision to get some help. Um, because God sometimes puts the wisdom to help us into the minds and hearts of other people, and it's okay. It doesn't make you any less saved. It doesn't make you any less, um, any less holy if you go talk to somebody about what you're going through. 
um, so they can help you walk through it. I need to tell you that as your pastor, that that's okay. That's okay to do. Um, anything that we can do to get, get real and get healed, we need to do it. Um, so I want you to just pray with me, and I want you to just declare this with boldness and with faith. Say, Father. Father. Say, Father. Father. That's better. Say, you want me well. You want me well. You want me whole. You want me whole. Your plan, Your plan. For, me for me is a good plan. It's a good plan. You, have a plan you have a plan to prosper me. To prosper me. My, hope, my hope, my future, my future. is bright. It's bright. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. My, family's My children are blessed. Children are I, walk I walk not, not in, generational curse, in generational curse, but in generational blessings. Generational because because of, my of my obedience, everything, everything attached, to me attached to me is blessed. Is blessed. Thank you, Thank you for, prospering for prospering me. My mind, my, mind, my, spirit, my spirit, my body, my emotions, my job, my business, everything connected and attached to me is blessed from this day forward. Lord, by faith, I'm taking every step necessary to experience the wholeness that you promised. I refuse to go another year Broken, broken, defeated, defeated struggling. struggling. Every struggle, Every struggle. Is, temporary. is temporary. Every obstacle, Every obstacle. Is, temporary. is temporary. What's eternal, What's eternal? Is, my is my relationship with you. With you. Because, because Jesus, Jesus, I'm connected to you. Connected to you. I, win. I win every single time. Every single Thank, time. You Thank you for victory, for victory. Because, because I'm your child. Even when it looks like I've lost, I've won. Thank you for my enemies. Thank you for my haters. Thank you for those who criticized me, backstabbed me, called me names. Thank you because they will be the audience that has to watch. You bless me and increase me. And prosper me for your glory. And thank you that I humble myself and I forgive so that I can be a blessing and a channel of blessing. Lord, raise my enthusiasm. Raise my expectation. Because I declare that this is my year to be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise in this place? Listen, I want to just quickly bless your week, and then I'm going to run outside because some of y'all like to leave without shaking my hand. So I'm going to get out there before you so you can't do it. It's only one exit. No, I'm just kidding. Father, I thank you for what you've done in this place, Lord. Thank you for giving us a start. 
to this fresh year where we can experience you in a fresh way. I pray favor over your people. I pray that decisions are going in their favor and not against their favor. I thank you, Lord, that every doctor's report will come back positive in the name of Jesus. I thank you that we're walking in health emotionally, physically, financially, and spiritually. Lord, thank you for raised expectation. Thank you for faith increasing in our lives. Thank you that every attack of the enemy is already defeated by the cross. Thank you that my mind and my heart is stable. I pray over the people as they go out that they leave safely and that every place they walk, they walk with favor and they walk, I just keep hearing this, they walk with decisions working in their favor. How many of you, you need a decision to go in your favor this week? Real quick. All right, that's all I needed to see. Father, I thank you for those who were bold enough to raise their hand. I declare that decisions will go completely in their favor and they will go better, not just as they expected, but better than they expected. I thank you for a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week.